0: Have you ever felt like you've lost the fun in fitness? Maybe there was a sport that you used to love and play, but now you're looking for something different, an activity you can fall in love with in this new season of your life. From the Sky Terror Wellness Retreat, this is the Inspired Intentions Podcast, where we help people build the skills and mindset to live a healthy life. I'm your host, Jeff Ford. And today's main segment isn't whether or not you like dill or bread and butter pickles. It's about America's fastest growing sport, pickleball. In this conversation, we've brought on Deb Harrison, professional pickleball player and expert instructor who trained our team at Skyterra. She's going to talk to us today about why this sport is so great. After our main segment, we will get your focus right for the rest of the week. Up first, Alan, with your listener Q&A.
1: Thanks, Jeff. Today's question comes from another Inspired Intentions listener, and this is a really interesting one. The question is, how can someone use their Enneagram type to help better build their health and wellness practices? And I can't think of anybody more qualified to answer this question than Jeff himself. What do you got for us, man?
0: Thanks, Alan. Well, first things first, let's describe the Enneagram personality test so that listeners who are maybe not familiar with this test that's been around and, and kind of on the upcharge in the last you know three to five years, it's mm-hmm. been the most popular personality test that folks are talking about. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanna make clear before I describe the Enneagram test is that this is just information. When you take a personality test, the goal is for it to give you feedback on how you can best show up in the world and build new routines because I believe the more you know yourself at a deep level, the better off you can be at creating change in your life and pivoting to the life that you wanna live when necessary. Got it. So the Enneagram is a system of personality typing that describes patterns in how people interpret the world and manage their emotions. The Enneagram describes nine personality types and maps each of these types on a nine-pointed diagram, which helps to illustrate how the types relate to one another. Now, for those who are not familiar with the nine different types, we have number one is the reformer, number two is the helper, number three is the achiever, Number four is the individualist. Number five is the investigator. Six is the loyalist. Seven is the enthusiast. Eight, the challenger. And nine, the peacemaker. Now when you take the Enneagram test, it's going to provide you with deep information on how you do in fact interpret the world and manage your emotions. So a couple of quick examples of how this might relate to the behaviors that you're attempting to plug into your life. Let's take number two, the helper. The helper can be looked at as the caretaker. This is the person who struggles to sometimes put themselves first. So when you think about integrating routines that are for you in your life, whether it's going to the gym, cooking a healthy meal, or just time to slow down and breathe, this Enneagram type can struggle with saying no to the other people in their life. Yeah. And that's great awareness to have so that we design routines in a way that make it easy to say yes to ourselves. I would also say the two should think about designing their routines that do involve other people. I think, you know, if you find a friend who's trying to, uh, get more fit and get healthy as well, the Enneagram two personality works really well with pairing uh, their fitness with someone else in their life because it's almost like they're helping them too. Sort of makes sense, Alan? Yeah, absolutely. And then I think both you and I are more familiar with number three, Yeah, the achiever. So when it comes to the three Enneagram type, this individual tends to love measurability. They tend to love seeing progress. And so if you relate this to building new routines into your life, I believe this type of person is going to wanna benchmark their fitness, have some measurability to their weight loss. Yeah. And that's important to integrate for this individual so that they actually do feel like they're achieving week to week. And so those are just two quick examples, two types that might use this information to build practices into their life in a way that directly relates to how they manage emotions and interpret the world. That's really neat, man. It's a it's an interesting way to
1: break down, you know, what your new tendencies, what your new habits could be to help better benefit yourself and just health and wellness in general. I mean, those two are really two really quick examples. Um, I know we had talked about maybe doing more about this, right?
0: Yeah, I think this Q&A deserves a full on conversation. Agreed. And so listeners, I would look out for this in a main segment piece uh, during Inspired Intentions because the better we know ourselves, like I said earlier, the more information we have about ourselves, the better we can create plans that are gonna work for us. That's awesome. So if you have
1: never taken an Enneagram test, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, there's a free version and a paid version. You can go out and take the Enneagram test. It's just online. And go take that in prep for our uh, full episode on Enneagrams and personality relationships between health and wellness. And if you have another question that you think is right for the Inspired Intentions podcast, please email us at inspiredintentions at skytarawellness.com. If we think it's right, who knows? It might show up on here. Jeff or myself might answer it, or we might pull somebody else in. Enjoy the rest of the show.
0: Hey, Alan. Hey, man. What's up? Not much. So great to have you on air once again.
1: Once again, yeah, we got a really cool topic today that's... uh, Our second ever outside Skyterra guest.
0: Second ever outside guest. And we can't wait to introduce this professional that we have in the booth. And we also have a Skyterra celebrity with us. And we have none other than Sue Crowell in the
2: house hello guys what's up sue <laughs> oh not much just got pulled off the pickleball court. <laughs> yeah are you
0: happy about being dragged in here you yeah, know well, i'll deal with it
1: she'll she'll be fine I'm, she's gonna get on here even more don't yeah, worry i yeah. literally went and pulled her out of her office and was like you ready
0: <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait to see her excitement build as we get into this conversation anyways now for for the main events we are kind of uh, the supporting cast today between alan sue and myself we will be the supporting cast to this conversation, uh, we have none other than Deb Harrison. She is a professional pickleball player and she goes by the nickname Pickle Pong Deb, which, Pickle is, Pong Deb. which we'll explore further as we go. And uh, just some quick fun facts, and then Deb, you can totally say hello to our audience, speak to your background. Uh, She has over 200 instructional YouTube videos, over 200. Wow. That might be more than SkyTara at home. Might be. And she works all over the states doing clinics. She primarily does a ton of clinics in Florida. She goes to Texas. She's got an upcoming uh, clinic coming in Vermont. And so none other than Deb Harrison, welcome to the podcast. I
3: thank you all very much. I (laughs) love it being here. You should come to Sky Terra. (laughs) What a place to be. That's a free
0: ad, folks, Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much, Deb. Tell our listeners a little bit more about your background.
3: Oh, well, I'm a teacher by trade. I I did undergraduate work in physical education at the University of Massachusetts. And then I did my graduate study at East Stroudsburg State uh, in teaching. I taught at the high school level, the elementary school level, and eventually the college level, which I much preferred. Don't give me any K through 4 anymore. I, I love the older adults who yeah. like Word to play. Yeah, yes. gotcha. So that's my trade. That's my background. I also was a tennis pro for a number of years. So it fed right into the game of pickleball and ping pong. And that's how I got my name. Pickle pong is ping pong. And I do have another P, which I like is poker. So I like get the three P's, pickleball, uh, pickle ping pong, and poker. That's why they Man. call me the three P's. That's awesome. <laughs>
0: Man, I wish I had a nickname
3: like that. This you is, do. It's this Speedy Blue Eyes. Speedy Blue Eyes, <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jeff's superhero
1: name. <laughs> so so Deb, how, uh, how do you and Sue know each other?
3: Well, I met Sue about, uh, uh, let's see, two years ago at a place called Montreat Pickleball Camp. I was one of the pros at the camp. Uh, Sue then invited me to her place uh, in Asheville area to do a clinic with her and her friends.
0: Deb, when did she invite you? Like after like one hour of meeting you?
3: <laughs> no, I think it was uh, after. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I guess she liked me at this Montreat camp and said, well, maybe I would fit in with her and her friends. So um, I I do it by word of mouth. People invite me and I come.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That yeah. It. That's- and just so uh, listeners know, we have Deb currently on campus right now teaching, what, Sue, 12, 12 of our staff, Sue? Oh, yeah. 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 So Deb has... Uh, decided to be with us for a full couple of days, training us up on the sport, and so it's really exciting because this is going to broaden our experience at Skyterra and bring pickleball to Brevard, North Carolina, at a completely different level. Front and center, yeah. So Deb, uh, Alan has some fun facts regarding pickleball. Yeah. So we're going to let him share the three fun facts, and then we want to hear from you on what is the sport. So. Alan, what are our fun facts about the sport of pickleball? Yeah, because
1: I feel like not everybody knows what pickleball is, and most people have ju- or just recently heard about it, right? And so I went on to, um, let's see, usapickleball.org, which is the organization that kind of runs pickleball from what I read. Is that truth, Deb? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Absolutely. All right. So, all right, I'm off to a good start. So <laughs> really cool history here. So in uh, 2022 marks the 57th anniversary of pickleball. So it's been around, and it was invented in 1965. Mm-hmm. I had
0: no idea it was that Whoa. that old. So Deb, how long have you been doing pickleball?
3: Uh, 19 years. Okay, 19 wow, all years. right. But that's it's crazy. been in existence a long time. Yeah, yeah
1: 1965, so cool. and it started in Seattle, which is- Bainbridge uh, Island. Yeah, right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. She's on it, she knows her stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's the first cool statistic that I saw that I was like, wow, that's interesting. The, mm-hmm. the second one, and this is about how many people were playing. Um, in 2021 4.8 million players in the US. Now they million? have million. So they have some numbers that are around like some of them are casual, some of them are all the time, but 4.8 million players, that's substantial. It's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Like <laughs> I it and we're adding more people every time. They come to Sky Terror, right? So well, we are, when you we are. see
3: Pickleball on cruise ships, you know it's in the know. I've seen
1: it on, <laughs> yeah, I've seen it on ESPN at this point, too. Oh, yeah. It's been really on ESPN? Cool. Yeah, for yeah. sure. All right. It's like if Cornhole makes it on there, Pickleball should definitely be on there. <laughs> so the last cool statistic, and this is for everybody at home, is that um, there's a database. It's called Places to Play. Places to Play.org. I'm sure it's probably run by the same place, but um it has increased to 9524 known locations that you can go play pickleball right now that is uh, not the courts say each location could have three or four courts on it but at 9524 locations you can go play pickleball right now and that's uh, places to play.org so you can make and go find one if this podcast jacks you up and you want to go learn you can go <laughs> find
0: one at near you pretty wow. cool absolutely incredible and Deb, I think now we got to turn this conversation over to you because those facts are astonishing to me. Sue and I talk about pickleball every week and the integration of it yeah. into Terra programming. And so exciting to, to hear from you. So could you give our listeners a brief description of the court, the equipment, and the scoring?
3: Sure. Um, the, the court is very small compared to a tennis court. It's a little bit bigger than a ping pong table, but still, <laughs> um, it's the one sport that I have found that non-athletic people, men and women, can get really good at without being an athlete.
0: Love that. Yeah.
3: it's So it's, it's good for all kinds of people, old, young, uh, kids. Older adults um, who are afraid of their arthritic hips or whatever, it's just a great game because you don't have to move all that much. I mean, it is great exercise if you take it seriously. You can go up to the pro level or you can go into the recreational level, but it's good for all kinds of people, short people, tall people. Of course, I'm going to make a different court for shorter people because I'm 4'11". Are you? Yes, and that's rather short. I'd rather <laughs> be tall like the, the guys I've been playing with this morning. But. <laughs> Mitchell and Matt, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, um, but you get what you get.
1: Yeah. Cool. Well, I love a-
0: that description. What you're saying is it's, it's all levels, any age, and then even folks who are maybe looking for something uh, that feels a bit safer than some of the other sports that are out there.
2: Now is the season. Yes, it's spring and it's warming up, Yes, we're spending even more time outside. And yes, the blooming flowers at Skyterra are beautiful. But that's not the season I mean. What I mean is it's Skyterra's busy season and it's our busiest time of year. We are currently booking about eight weeks in advance, but I'm here with a pro tip just for our Inspired Intentions listeners. If you reserve your space now for the first available date, we can also add you to our waiting list. With our flexible booking policy, we do have spaces that open last minute. And if you're on the waiting list and something happens to become available, we'll reach out to you and move you right up. So if you want to be part of all of the exciting things happening at the very best wellness retreat in the entire world, call us or visit us at SkyterraWellness.com. Now back to the show. So
0: what about the equipment?
3: Ah, uh, it's a very light paddle, and it's a little wiffle ball, about uh, a four-inch diameter, um, and it's it's very easy. And there are different rules for pickleball. Pickleball, uh, you have to serve and stay back, and you have to let the ball bounce. And there's something funny called a kitchen that you can't volley the ball and stand in the kitchen. You can't I, go in the I kitchen. Ca- Get I out call the it kitchen. No more cooking. No oh, okay. more cooking. Uh, <laughs> that's what makes it so much fun because you have to stay out of the kitchen you can't go and use your height to reach forward to it. Got it. So then that leads to dinking, which is a ball that bounces at your opponent's feet, which is more important than putting the ball up where they can smash
0: it at What's the phrase, there's like this phrase in pickleball that alludes to dinking. Is, do you know uh, what I'm talking third about? 3rd shot drop
3: is, uh,
0: you the know, third shot drop. Yeah. third okay. shot drop. Leads
3: to a ball that's low. So the serving team has to earn the net somehow, and it's usually done with something called a third shot drop, Ooh. which includes the serve, the return is the second shot, and the third shot drop is low at your opponent's feet.
0: Now, in your clinics, are these the types of skills and techniques that you're teaching participants?
3: Yes. I think that uh, to, be a, to play a game of pickleball, all you really need is the ability to serve, underhand, get the ball over the net in the court, Mm -hmm. being able to volley, taking the ball out of the air without stepping in that kitchen, Mm -hmm. and being able to score, and you don't even know to score because someone will help you. I think the most intricate thing is the scoring. People I agree get with confused, confused yeah. Yeah. with Yeah. Every week,
1: every single week, when I'm when I'm teaching Sky Terra Guests while they're here and I'm coaching them through it, that's always where I get the most questions. They can understand, all right, the kitchen, stay out, all right, you serve <laughs> diagonally across, whatever, but it's the scoring. Mm-hmm. So you, that's, a, that's a fun part. How do you, you call the scoring out before you serve, right? Yes, uh-huh. And mm-hmm. how do you call it
3: out? Um, there are three digits. You say zero zero at the beginning of the game zero zero two, and only at the beginning of the game does it go over to the other side, and then they both get a chance to serve. Okay, and then it's zero zero one, and then zero zero two. That's where it gets confusing. There are three numbers called out,
0: and the third number is who is serving on that team—the right. first
3: or second serve.
0: Got it. Because it's played in,
1: in partners, right? Pairs? Yes, yes. Yep. generally. But generally,
3: singles uh, pickleball is quite different than doubles pickleball. Oh, I
0: would imagine.
3: It's more like tennis played on a pickleball court. Yeah. Okay. It's fantastic. It's great. <laughs> so if you're interested in singles, it's better exercise, but you got to cover the whole court.
1: Yeah, I like playing doubles. It's it's a lot of fun with a team member
0: for sure. Yeah, especially when folks are starting out and learning the game, it seems like uh, it gets everybody involved really quickly. Yeah.
3: And well, the good thing about pickleball too is there's no dress code. No, you don't have to wear a tennis whites. You you can come in your shaggy pants or shirts and visors, and um, you can just mesh with everybody else on the court. And yeah. they're very generous people. They m- mingle and they play with each other. Of course, there are tennis, pickleball snobs everywhere. You know, but, <laughs> like in
2: any but, sport, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah. Now, is the net any different? I think that's the only thing.
3: The net is 34 inches in the middle and 36 inches on the side. Okay. And the net itself is uh, width is 44 feet.
0: 44 feet. Got Dang, it. Have you like mm-hmm. helped design pickleball courts before? No. No. Oh, uh, sounds like you. Sue have did that a ability. good job on her own. I was
3: gonna say, what do yeah.
0: what do you think of our courts?
3: You They're like great. They're great.
0: Yeah, yeah, you've enjoyed playing. That's out awesome. On them. This morning. I
3: think maybe a backboard someday uh, would be able to get individuals out there working with themselves
0: oh, on a backboard. What do you think about that, Sue? But
3: yes, to learn to dink, to practice. Oh, cool. Deb's yeah. all about practice.
0: Yeah, yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Drilling. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Drill, drill, drill. That's awesome. They say the
3: ratio to be a good pickleball player is four to one. You know, one play to four drill. If you're going to be really serious about the game.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's a sport that definitely you can improve skills very quickly if you were to put in that four to one ratio. Mm -hmm.
3: And they say it takes 10,000 repetitions before you own it. So it does take practice. Almost like
0: anything else in life. Oh, for sure. Now, one question I have is why is pickleball becoming so appealing? You know, we mentioned earlier that it's been for all ages. What do you think the appeal is to this increase in people playing the sport?
3: Well, I think it's become, uh, with the TV and with uh, the promotion of USA Pickleball and the younger people getting involved in the sport, Yeah, good athletes who are ta- uh, quitting tennis and picking up this wonderful game of, uh, and these are Division One college players,
0: yeah,
1: interesting. Uh,
3: professional players who have taken up the game of pickleball and just put down their tennis brackets. They no longer play yeah. tennis and they they just love the game of pickleball. Incredible. Yeah.
0: Now, how can someone start playing pickleball?
3: As you said, I think someone mentioned USA Pickleball. Go to the ambassador in your area. Find out places to play. Um, The public courts can be roped off, taped off, any backboard. Uh, You can go to videos. YouTube videos have all kinds of instruction on how to play pickleball. The rules are in USA Pickleball. So you can get a local place if you can find one. Yeah. Uh, go to local, uh, look at uh, USA Pickleball and find out camps all across the nation.
0: Yeah. Sounds like tons yeah. of resources out there to get yeah. started and to look where to play in your local area. Yep. Now, I love hearing from passionate people, especially guests who are on the podcast that come in outside from the walls of Sky Terra. And, you know, since the moment I met you, I could see the fire that you have for this sport. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I've always uh, found really cool about Sue's passion around it, too. What has Pickle done for you? How has it changed your life?
3: Oh, it's almost like a full-time job for me now. I mean, I'm in such demand and for the hunger for people to learn. Um, And it's just like every day I go to the courts at eight, I'm done at five and sharing the knowledge of this wonderful game. With advanced people, with beginning people, they're just very hungry to learn. Yeah. So it's a full-time job for me.
0: That sounds like it's brought you so much purpose and brought back kind of that teaching component of your life. Well, my videos
3: go out the first and the 15th of every month, and I've been doing it for a good number of years. So and that's free of charge. The subscription is free of charge. So so cool. That's just awesome.
0: sharing your passion with yeah. the world. We yeah. could
1: probably put that that link to that subscription in the notes. Yeah, we'll definitely for get that in the show notes. Yeah. And if it, what everybody can't see is the smile on her face <laughs> while she's describing this. It's huge. Yeah. <laughs> and Sue's over here smiling too. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: so this has been And uh, the
3: only caution I have for any pickleball player be careful cuz it
0: is addicting oh uh, yeah. okay yeah we've yeah. seen that we've uh-huh. seen that around campus for yeah sure. for real we have uh
1: <laughs> i think it was what a week or two ago we had this group of guests that played once and then they were like all right we're gonna play every day at one we'll see you on the court yeah. and they just like every day after that we're getting out there and playing and
0: that's what we're looking forward to is 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 getting that involvement in our guest population here and we're so grateful that you've been able to come on campus to, to help us out and do well that. if
3: the 12 individuals that i had this morning are any represented with the smiles on their face they had a great time, awesome. and the attitudes were just simply great. They were complimenting each other, and they just had a great old time.
0: Good team spirit out yep. there. Mm-hmm. Do you know I got uh, Sue a pickleball keychain for her backpack? Yeah. <laughs> Super <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have one of those, Deb? No, no? I want one. All right, we're, that's gonna be our present to Deb. Uh, well, probably something more than that for the weekend, but uh, we got you, Deb, for coming on air. Now, yeah, that's cool. finishing things off, what do you want our listeners to remember?
3: That anybody can play this wonderful game. And I think it's it's an art form. There is so much involved in the game fundamentally. And later on, if you get a little bit better, there's so much untapped skills that can be learned in this game. And it's always evolving. I've been playing for about 19 years, and I'm still learning about this game. It's just fantastic. Of course, I've shrunk two inches.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, everybody, if uh, pickleball sounds like something that you're interested in, um, again, I gave you a couple of resources at the beginning to either find somewhere to play or to gain some information. Deb sounds like she has some awesome subscription videos that are completely free out there. But you can also come to Sky Terra and play. Um, Sue's vision came true when we have three beautiful uh, pickleball courts up top. And it uh, sounds like we're gonna maybe getting a backboard to learn how to dink off of. Did I say that right? Cool. I got it right. So mm-hmm. come to Skyterra if you are if you're signed up. You can uh, learn how to play pickleball with us.
0: Deb, thanks so much for being here with us. Thank you, Jim. Sue, thanks for coming on. You thanks for so. me drag you out of your office.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thanks,
3: you guys.
0: Cool. We hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Lately on campus, I've been hearing about a common, repeated, and habitual moment—a moment we all face daily. A moment that you may have experienced even just yesterday. It's the moment you want to take action. You say to yourself, I should do X, Y, or Z, but then you don't do it. This is called the should-on-yourself moment, and it comes up a lot. Let me repeat that, a lot. When you are attempting to create your new normal, you have to expect it. And what's most frustrating about the should-on-yourself moment is that it usually is predictable. What do I mean? I mean, it happens when you know it's going to happen. Most of the time, it's around the new routine you're attempting to build or the bad habit you're trying to break. You're inside your head, shooting on yourself to do something, and then it doesn't happen. No one ever said execution was easy, which therein lies the problem. If we want to be successful at achieving our goals and building new routines, it requires deep thinking and planning around the execution. Ask yourself, how are you going to actually do what you say you are going to do? And ask yourself, what are the clear obstacles standing in your way? From where I'm sitting, the only way we secure change is to build confidence, specifically self-confidence. Self-confidence in not just who you are, but self-confidence to push through the should on yourself moments. When I teach Inspired Intentions on Mondays, I'm not joking. There are three steps to long-term change. Awareness, clarity. And confidence. It's truly just that simple. But simple doesn't mean it's easy. It doesn't mean that in the beginning you won't have to plan or think. So, what can you do to ensure you execute in should on yourself moments? Well, first things first, create awareness around when these moments happen. I think we are all quite decent at the what and how of execution, but sometimes we don't think about the when. Start today by taking an inventory of your should on yourself moments. Be able to predict these moments and look for consistent occurrences. For example, maybe you've been attempting to go to the gym after work, but find yourself getting in your car and driving straight home. It could be because your day gets away from you and it feels like there's not enough time to do your workout. Or the stress of your workday was just overwhelming. Another example might be when you have that healthy meal planned out for the evening to cook, but you're exhausted and tired from taking care of everyone else, everything else in your life, and you decide to order out. These are just two examples of the many that we all face each day, the should-on-yourself moments. Now listen up. Often, the should-on-yourself moments are a result of too many triggers in your life piling up. By analyzing when these moments occur, you can reposition your routines and figure out how to minimize the pile-up of these triggers. Then you'll actually be able to do what you want to do. There's a quote out there that says, if you can't do something right, why do it at all? My final suggestion today is to remember that in the shit on yourself moments, this quote doesn't apply. Seriously, if you always have to do things a certain way, you will never get anything done. You will never build self-confidence in pushing through the should-on-yourself moments. Have backup plans. Be comfortable with modifying the how and what. And don't think for a second that you're failing when you can't do things a certain way. In the beginning of change, it's all about action. It's all about seeing and feeling yourself take action. This is what leads to improving execution. This is how you push through and make execution easier the next time around. All right, listeners, another off the charts episode. We hope you enjoyed our time with Deb Harrison. I hope you can find a local pickleball court in your area and give it a try if you have not engaged in the sport before from the passion that you heard from Deb, it seems like something that anyone listening to the Inspired Intentions podcast could benefit from. And who knows, this could be that sport that brings joy back into your fitness. Now, we hope you join us next week because we are bringing on a new teammate who has been at SkyTerra for just over four months now, and it is gonna be our executive chef peter brinkerhoff and we have a salivating episode for you because we're going to be breaking down three healthy desserts that are simple to do at home now a reminder stop shooting on yourselves you heard the focus today and i believe that if you can catch yourself in the shit on yourself moments life will be better and you will begin to take action in the direction that you want to go The Inspired Intentions podcast is a production of Skyterra Wellness Retreat. Special thanks to our executive producer, and Patrick Davis, Rachel Colosino, the whole crew helps get these episodes out every single week. Please send us questions for our Q&A section. And always know to subscribe on iTunes because we we can be found everywhere podcasts are. And if you know someone in your life who might benefit from this podcast, make sure that you help them subscribe as well. We're looking forward to having you join us with our conversation with Peter next week. And we hope you have an incredible week. Thanks for listening.